0: This is the Outdoor Family Podcast. Welcome to the Outdoor Family Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Slaughter, and I have my co-host, Kelsey Slaughter. How you doing, Kelsey?
1: I'm doing alright. Just a little sleepy today, but it's beautiful outside. That snow so crisp and white and clean.
0: Yeah, it's and well, it's cleared up too, and it's like, you know a blue uh, bluebird type day and stuff i love that cold snow day, snowy days so.
1: mm-hmm. our puppy dog hanks outside running around like a crazy hooligan and then he like wants to come back inside and runs in and his feet have like these ice clods on them from being out so much that it gets stuck to his longer hair and you can hear him like clickety clack walking around on the hardwood floors and then he wants to immediately go right back out
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: yeah he loves the snow
1: yeah
2: mm.
0: um, this I don't know. The cold weather and the snows given us some, or at least I've been able to get out some opportunities and enjoy it. Um, last weekend, I we got to go play hockey with some friends from church and stuff uh, here, and which is one of my favorite things to do. Uh, mm, you don't get the,
1: the chance down here very often either. No, you don't. <laughs> you
0: don't get a chance very often. And then yesterday i got out and actually went ice fishing for just about an hour it was a short time i never i didn't catch anything but i didn't i don't think i ever found the fish that's that's the tricky part about ice fishing you gotta like you gotta find them and when you do find them you can catch a lot typically so
1: because ice fishing you're basically just dropping in one spot like you don't really have options of like casting out and right stuff, yeah so.
0: so it can be hard and trickier mm-hmm. but um that wasn't real real productive but it was nice i was out with a uh, hanging the dog here and (laughs) he thought i was losing it because he's like he likes he goes on a lot of our walks with us so for him to just sit by a hole on the um, pond (laughs) he was like come on let's go let's go he'd like run off 100 yards and like look at me like what are, we, what are you doing come on let's go check this out <laughs> and then he'd run back and he's just like come on you're, he, you're being boring right now
1: so he probably thought something was wrong with you like why are we not walking around why are you just sitting here because at least whenever we go fishing actually he enjoys watching us fish and we have to kind of be careful with him because he likes to chase the bobbers as they you just cast them out <laughs> so mm-hmm
0: he kind of ruins fishing sometimes because he gets <laughs> out there and wades around the water. that scares fish away.
1: Yeah. He's not a fishing dog. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> yeah. Not at all. So, yeah. So, if you listen to this, we were recording the day after, I guess, Indiana. And probably, actually, I think from Texas to Maine is getting a significant amount of snow. And I heard there's power outages in Texas and stuff like that. So, there is people to be praying for. And this might be, you know, check on your neighbors or whatever. Um Shovel off people's, you know, sidewalks, and so they can get to their vehicles and different things like that. Just might be something to think about if you're, you know, no, especially if you notice in a day or two, there's not there's sidewalks aren't shoveled off and things like that and stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's a good opportunity to be bless other people. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So we're getting into here the next couple podcasts, and this is kind of the first one of this. Um, is our main thing today we're going to talk about is camping gear, the gear we actually physically take camping. And this is, just to let you know, this is still the, from the standpoint of, like, we're going to a local state park or even going for a week to a state park or a national park, and you still have access to your vehicle. You still have access to, you know, drive places and get things. And so it's you're pulling up right to your campsite. So you can take, more stuff and bigger stuff and heavier stuff. So this is this is kind of more your I guess your what you would think of traditional like a camping weekend. So yeah. Kels, what would if if you had to just go start off with this, what is like the most important thing that you would want to make sure you pack?
1: I would say make sure you have a big enough tent because Tents can be deceiving and on their size. So I definitely would say making sure you have a big enough tent because otherwise it gets crowded and then you don't have room for your shoes as you get in the door and things like that. So, yeah, I think off the top of my head, I think that's one number one thing I would say you need to make sure you have is an adequately sized tent.
0: Adequate. Mm -hmm. So can you go any more details with like maybe like just explain how we set up our tent a little bit?
1: All right, so um, I think, do we have like a 10-person or eight-person tent?
0: Yeah, we have a pretty, it's something like that. Yeah, yeah.
1: and that's for the two of us. Um And we have it that size, because when they say it's for an eight person tent, it is not for eight people. That's if you are laying side by side, like your head next to somebody else's feet because you fit better that way instead of shoulder to shoulder. I mean, it is like jam packed. So that's how they size tents. So if you're thinking for the two of us, like, oh, we want a little extra room, so we'll get a three person tent for the two of us. No way, that is way too small. So if you're, if you don't have a tent yet and you're thinking about getting one, definitely don't fall into that trap. Um, but we like to set our tent up where I like to keep our, um, and we take air mattresses with us. Um, and they are just cheap Walmart air mattresses that roll up really small. Um, I mean, smaller than a sleeping bag for sure um and they're small and tight they're a little heavier so that's why with this one it's not a big deal if you take them because you know you have a vehicle there and you're not packing them anywhere so we would have our um our air mattresses and i like to push those off to one side um sometimes where there's Um, the back door of the tent is maybe near one of them. Um, just in case you have middle of the night bathroom runs, you don't have to walk across everything else. You can just jump off the bed and go out. But then as those are like pushed off to the corner, so that way you're not stepping on them all the time and getting them dirty. Then, um, right next to the door, um, if you have like a rug or something, that'd be great to put down there. Um, sometimes it ends up being like just something that's dirty clothes or whatever, if we forget that. But, um, just inside the door. I like to keep that kind of a dirty spot per se for like your shoes and things like that. Um, outside the door is definitely where I would leave my shoes if possible and then just be barefoot or sock footed in the tent. So that way you're not tracking in a bunch of dirt and stuff. But if it's bad weather and things like that, then you have to, and you can't avoid that. But then I like to have the other open spot of the tent on the other side, away from the mattresses for like being able to stand up and get changed and things like that. And then um, put all of your, like your clothes and stuff, over on that side, away from other things, against the wall.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it makes it's real spacious that way, and it's. Mm-hmm. Um, Very easily. And we could easily put another person or two in there and still have a similar setup. Mm -hmm. Because our tent is very is we bought it with or we actually I think we got it as a Christmas gift. We asked for as a um, Christmas or
1: wedding. One of the
0: two I can't remember. But we I asked for we asked for it as a tent that we thought we could grow as our family grew a Mm -hmm. little bit. Um so yeah. But this is actually I'm gonna piggyback off of that real quick and so when as I was growing up, we'd actually take two tents a lot of times because mm-hmm. al- most places would allow you to put two tents on a campsite. And we would actually use one tent as everybody would sleep in. Um, when I like when, I, especially when we were all adults and there's five of us in our family and, um, and then we'd use the other tent to put in our, like our other stuff, uh, like our luggage or other gear items that we didn't want to get wet. And then that would be kind of like the changing tent or whatever you go <laughs> over there to change your clothes or, um, get maybe you need to get a hatchet or whatever, you, whatever you needed. We pretty much left it in there. It's easier to leave it there than it was in like in the vehicle, especially if the vehicle is locked. Then you know things like that would be easy to grab. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good one, Kils. Um I guess
1: I always think too. One little thing I would always take is some kind of snack or treat that is like maybe not necessarily like special but it's something like one of your favorites or something like that because i feel like sometimes when you're out t- your tent camping and stuff you feel like you're roughing it a little bit so it's sometimes nice to have like for me it would be oreos um to mm. take with us to have that little luxury from home mm,
0: that is a good one and actually that's what we're going to talk about next week um because we're going to talk about food or food packing list next <laughs> week so yeah that's that is a fun thing to do, <laughs> throw in there um I want to go and say, I think one of the most Im- or really important thing for you to bring is like a paracord or rope or small oh, rope. Yeah. Um, it can double and triple as many different things. Um, I mean if you're for example if you're some your tie downs on your tent break or um, things like that if you need to tie up your pack or you know things like that it you don't it is a very versatile item that you can use in many different ways and it can hold a tarp up or tie something down so I think it's it's just one of those things that it's gonna be handy and you're gonna use it eventually sometimes you don't always use it but I mean there's been a few times on some of those turkey trips we took we ran out of rope. We we actually mm-hmm. wanted to have more rope, so um, we were hanging a lot of tarps at that point. But yeah,
1: that was in the spring when it rained a lot too, and so we were trying to get bigger and bigger areas um, covered dry. So yeah,
0: yeah, that was a little rough at that time. But <laughs> yeah. So. Um, i'm just going to start at the top and i'm just going to kind of read through i made up uh, this past week um a packing a gear packing list if i was going to go camping um and i if, jump in anytime that you feel fit um to talk about it because um and, but we've pretty much talked about the first one is a tent um that was. I the can see
1: if you forgot any necessities.
0: Yeah, you can see <laughs> if I forgot any necessities. Um, and
1: my, my opinion necessities versus <laughs> his opinion necessities might be a little different.
0: But yeah. <laughs> First thing I put in there was a tent. And um, which the tent includes like the stakes. Um, it's always probably wise, especially if you're going to continuously go camping, is to get an extra pack of stakes. I always think to hold your tent down, you seem like you lose them mm-hmm. or you bend them or break them. Um especially if you're going to be camping where it's rocky. Um, I think that's just, it just happens. Um, I actually, I think we've drove them in the roots before and couldn't get them back out and <laughs> things like that. So,
1: or drove them in so far and then the tent like slipped off of them and they were somewhere deep in the ground. It's mm-hmm. like, I have no yeah. idea where that's at now.
0: Um, a rain fly, which the rain fly is, you know, it's the covering over the tent, the main tent It keeps the rain off your, your tent. Um, yeah, yeah and if you have this is the other thing this is not necessarily a bad idea is if you have um a piece of pvc that can easily be thrown into your tent or in your vehicle just short like two three foot piece um pipe um we've had our uh, tent poles break before and dad had thrown those in there and he was we were able to run it over it and at least keep the um, tent poles upright for the week
1: oh so you like put the tent poles through the pipe and then put that through mm-hmm, where it was broken oh,
0: okay. so uh, you know it was able to salvage he didn't have to like run out immediately like, figure that out He was salvage the tent pole for the week or mm-hmm. you know the weekend or whatever just another i guess food for thought type idea Yeah. um so we'll stay kind of with the tent idea so the sleeping i said got a sleeping pad or mat so oh, hold on
1: talking about the outside of the tent Um, Did did you think about, uh, or maybe you'll talk about later, taking a tarp? for under
0: yeah I, we can jump to that i got a tarp i wrote down a tarp on here so what are you going to say with the tarp
1: well i was just thinking um there were some times where either it had rained and you wanted to try and keep um where the ground would start to get wet and you wanted to keep that moisture from getting into your tent and so um a couple of options for using your tarp you could either use it on the outside of your tent and put your tent on top of it um or one that we actually ended up i feel like we ended up doing this one time when it didn't work very well because we did that but then somehow the um the water was running downhill or something and got on top of our tarp and so then it like pooled all the water on the tarp under our tent um so the other option would be is just accepting the fact that the bottom of your tent is going to get wet but take the tarp and put it on the inside of your tent so that way even if the bottom of the tent gets wet you still have a dry area inside and everything in your tent doesn't have to get wet too if you just put it on the tarp that's in the tent
0: yeah i think that's worked the best for us putting it inside our tent mm-hmm. um
1: yeah yeah because we hate when things get wet so i mean there's always an option of how to help keep that from happening
0: yeah a lot of people refer to it as a ground cloth um oh, yeah, if you put I've it on that. the outside so mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah. i didn't think of a fancy name like that yeah. just start just just letting you
0: know <laughs> if you're looking it up online and you're looking for that idea that's it's called a ground cloth so um yeah
1: okay so then night you're going on with what's in the tent
0: it more this is kind of yeah some in the tent type ideas. a sleeping pad or mat um you got any recommendations or thoughts on like a sleeping pad or mat um
1: So we, for some backpacking type um, trips, we had gotten these thin pads actually for our wedding um, I registered for and they're great, but they're like maybe an inch and a half or so thick. Um, and they kind of air up just a little bit, um, but not much. And it's basically just enough to keep the ground from hurting quite so bad. Um, but it does nothing for like your joints and things like that when you're laying down. So you don't really even notice that you're laying on something um, unless you're in an area that's like super rocky, and it just keeps the rocks from being quite so jagged and hurting. Um, so that's why i would say that we take the air mattresses that was a cheap easy and one of the best purchases however i will say um if you're looking at maybe a queen size air mattress for you and your spouse um i would suggest trying that out at home first maybe because uh i thought when we were first married i thought oh i don't want to sleep on two separate air mattresses like and getting two twin size ones um as Mitch had suggested I'm like no that's ridiculous like we should sleep on the same mattress like that's that's a marriage thing like we shouldn't have separate beds in in my mind that's what it was so um so we tried the queen size air mattress and holy cow that was the worst night of sleep ever Well, that was pre-pre Chloe, um, pre baby. So, but that was the worst night of sleep I had gotten before because you feel every single time the other person moves. I don't know what it's like to sleep on a waterbed with somebody else, but every single time he would move or turn over or roll or shift, I got popped and like wouldn't would get moved and bumped all around and I'm like this is terrible um so i would definitely suggest having your own air mattress um if you choose to go that route which i would highly suggest but you don't have to have a thick one i actually found that the thinnest one i think it's like nine inches or something like that um thinnest cheapest, is like nine dollars or something maybe ten and that has served us very well and we've taken those camping quite a few times and not had issues with um leaking a lot of air busting or anything like that
0: yeah and uh just uh, if you're going to take air mattress i would recommend is to buy an air pump that is manual yes um you can buy or you can get and buy uh, battery powered ones but i mean it's just like anything else you're dependent on those batteries to be working or you need to take a backup batteries and it's just another thing to think about and try to remember and it when you already got a fairly long list of things to get, it's just easier to buy or buy grab a air pump, um, a manual pump for um, your air mattress. So.
1: And by manual, it's not necessarily like using your hands and like squeezing something for like half an hour to get this thing to fill up. We, um, we usually get like a foot pump one and you just basically stomp your foot, I guess, kind of on it. And it doesn't take too long. Like maybe no, 10 minutes.
0: dad had actually timed him. No, it didn't take, you say 10 minutes. Yeah. Oh, that's way long. Um, no, it that's like, maybe the it seems
1: like it if you're really tired already. Yeah. <laughs>
0: (laughs) dad timed himself once and he tried to do it as fast as he could he could pump up an air mattress in a minute oh wow so okay i can't pump them up in a minute but (laughs) but you can get it done in a couple minutes two three minutes. yeah that's
1: probably true i guess sometimes whenever it's really hot in the tent and you're pumping it up whenever you first get there in the afternoon or something it seems a lot longer
0: yeah so that is something and there's a lot of other options the two options that me and kelsey just gave you um with the air mattress those are on the cheaper end there is some really nice air mattresses out there that are that fold up real small and real compact and i bet you're gonna pay at seventy five dollars or a hundred bucks for something like that so um... i'm not saying don't avoid those those other options but um, we just haven't done it because we these air mattresses work just fine for us so far so
1: mm-hmm. and maybe as we you know get older and like we retire and take these trips and still tent camp and stuff maybe then we'll decide that we need a thicker air mattress or something and we'll start to feel more aches and pains or not want to get down as low because there are some air mattresses that are actually like tall
0: Mhm. yeah
1: what because i think your parents have some of those or something can you share like how tall I are those
0: i don't that was after i left the house so I don't know <laughs> um, much about them so
1: I feel like we saw some people at church do we have a camp out in the church's backyard one Saturday night and I feel like we saw um, a couple and they had the really tall ones that are I mean like two feet off the ground or something like that mm-hmm. maybe yeah
0: I uh, but i was oh yeah that you got that version too i guess i didn't think about that i was actually talking more about the more of the thinner thinner ones um for like backpacking that are like the 75 to 100 range i don't know what those other ones cost yeah i don't
1: think they're quite 75 or 100 but they're much more expensive than our 10 dollar ones
0: <laughs> and so yeah it's, but remember what you're doing too this is this is based on going on a regular old camping trip for like a weekend you're driving up to your campsite so you don't need to be able to the, like the backpacking ones that are get that are pack up nice and they're not really expensive so um then bedding this is really well okay so you got kind of you got the sleeping bag option or you got we like to do sheets and blankets actually um cuz i don't know why why okay do you have a reasoning for why you like sheets and blankets over a sleeping bag
1: I think it's easier. I don't necessarily like the feel of sleeping in a sleeping bag unless the only the only caveat there is if it's really, really, really cold out. And I don't mean like, oh, it got down to forty last night. I mean like it got down in the teens last night when we are camping. That's whenever I would have to have a sleeping bag. Otherwise if it's getting down to like forties and fifties, that's not bad. Like we could still use comforter sheets, blankets.
0: Yeah. I think we've done that. Mm-hmm. Comforter sheets and blankets down to the end of the- mid-30s a couple times yeah yeah i
1: don't Um, know it's to me it feels more homey more comfortable
0: yeah i think so i agree with that um i don't know i again i don't like sleeping in a sleeping bag either so um that feel Mm -hmm. and i feel like sleeping bags can be tricky trickier because like you're it it's like a t- it's like one, all or none so you sleep in your sleeping bag mm. and you, it's hot or if it's, especially if it's warmer out or whatever you're like you feel like you're hot and then if you're like oh well i'm gonna get out of it well i would say it's 60 degrees out that's that's almost a little cool to be sleeping without anything on um no back gone so it's like you can't find that it's harder to find that happy medium or feel get comfortable while you're sleeping so um that's, that's one reason why I, like I feel like there's like two heat, two temperature ratings in the bag or out of the bag type of thing. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But sleeping bags are a good option. They are more compact and they are do have less stuff um, if you're worried about that type of thing. Um, so, then the next thing is I have a pillows. Um, for us, if we're going just like a weekend camping trip, we actually take our pillows from our house. Um, mm-hmm. Because we like our pillows from our house. Where... I know a lot of people who do backpacking and things like that, they'll, you know, take the little small backpacking pillows and we've used little backpacking pillows before. I don't like them as well. Um, They just don't, you know, cup your head as well, I guess you'd say and (laughs) stuff like that.
1: I agree. Yeah. If you have the option and you have enough space, definitely I would say take your own pillow. It's just another one of those comforts that helps you sleep better. So then you feel better rested the next day for everything you're going to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, next one is tarp, which we talked about it a little bit before um, with um, with like a drop cloth or not a drop cloth. But uh, yeah, what did I call that? Ground cloth. Ground cloth. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, with the ground cloth. Um, but we also have used it as canopy to keep rain off and different things like that. Um, what else? Have we used it for really much of anything else?
1: Um, I feel like we've probably used it before, like when we've had, um, our stuff packed and it's open air and it maybe start to rain or something like that and just covering our stuff mm, to keep
0: yeah. it dry. I think we used it as a windbreak, but that was
1: more in the oh, boundary yeah. waters, but. Right. Yeah. Um, but I could still see using that, yeah, to help break the wind at a campsite or something depending on if you have much trees around you or not.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another tool I really like we take um, is a hatchet. Um, A hatchet is like, in my mind, is very dual purpose Um, because you can do like the cutting, splitting of wood. You know, when you're gathering wood to make fires, or you can use to cut your paracord, or just different. There's so many things you can cut. I mean it's kind of rough cutting or whatever but you can at least do it but i the, the thing i like about a hatchet though is you can a lot of times you can most back ends of the hatchet have a little flat spot that's mm. very similar to a hammer so you can flip it over and use the, the backside as a hammer to like hammering your tent um tent spikes uh, stakes and stuff and just whatever you need to maybe hammer if there's something you need to hammer around the campsite or whatever so
1: i feel like we've tried to use a hatchet to like Open a can or something before we wouldn't want to like use our knife and mess it all up. Like if you can get it under the lip of it or something. If it's a can't it, like pops open instead of. Cutting. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like you could use a hatchet for a lot of things. Um, I know before we've used whenever we were um, at a spot that had a lot of twigs and stuff and um, and little little bitty trees that were starting to come up and kind of cutting some of those things down a little bit to be able to put your tent down.
0: Mm, yeah, that was a, we did some back backcountry camping a little camping.
1: bit more yeah not necessarily a campsite
0: yeah yeah and it's just like a hatchet is nice too because then you like a lot of people might think oh, i'll bring an axe and then i'll bring a hammer well that's two different items where a hatchet you can kind of get a it's a hybrid it's a little bit of both so um another one i put on here is a Camp stove and a and I put LP fuel. Um, which there's many types of fuel if you're out there looking to buy one. But we've got a pretty cheap, basic just Coleman camp stove, one burner. Um, it does a you know kind of a I could say a, we call it medium pot worth. Mm-hmm. So, I mean you can do it's it it does, it can handle like ramen noodles and we've done like and you know, we've done macaroni and cheese in the past and different soups and. Um, what are those, like, we've done some different, like, rice meal things mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. noodle meals that are...
1: The stuff that you just basically, basically just, just add water. Yeah. yeah. the simple stuff.
0: And they can, they can do, they can handle all that. It handles it really well.
1: And when we say stove, like, um, not picturing, like, a whole stovetop, like, a big square thing, like, this is the propane tank, the small, um, like, cylinder type, looks like a, maybe a big water bottle, um, and then... On top of that, you screw on the burner and it's just that circular burner thing. I mean, it's only, you know, a couple inches tall and it's, you know, as big as whatever a medium-sized burner you would have and you screw that on. So it's not like you have this big stove that you're taking with you. It doesn't take up very much space at all. And so that's why we like to pack it just because even if you're at a campsite and you know you're going to have access to fire and stuff if it rains or you know you want to heat up something really quick like in the morning you want some hot chocolate or something but you don't really want to take time to make a big fire and stuff and then wait for it to go out before you leave the campsite it's a lot quicker option
0: yeah and the one we got is like i said is a cheaper one but it gets the job done it's still pretty packable for overall um probably the fuel is the worst part about it from a packability standpoint um
1: But, like we said, if you're going to a campground, it's not as big of a deal. Not a big deal, yeah.
0: So, we've taken even on backcountry trips. So, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: if that means anything to anybody. But, yeah, and it stands, what do you say, it stands about a foot, two foot tall, foot tall probably.
1: Yeah, maybe a foot, foot and a half tall. Yeah, so,
0: that that 12 to 18 inch mark. So, um, it's done us well, served us well. We've taken on many trips, so. Yeah. Um, then if you're going to be cooking and you're going to use a camp stove, you need a pot or a skillet or things like that. Um, we've just got a pot. I mean, that's typically how we do it. Um, have we ever really taken a skillet?
1: Not really. Um, not unless we knew that we're going to be spending a lot of time at a campsite and like had specific meals in mind that we wanted to use a skillet for. Otherwise it's a lot easier just to take one pot and you just rinse it out after you use it and... It good
0: yeah wipe it out rinse it out and,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and use it for the next meal and so yeah and so you got you're gonna need that pot um next one i have is a rope or paracord and rope and paracord I, like again it's just you can use it for all kinds of things from tying down things if you know on your pack or holding your tarp up and using it as like you know a rain block or, or wind block type thing um i don't know there's just there's probably things you can't, I mean, you could list a thousand different things why you should bring some paracord along with you, so, yeah. Um, the next one, I got camp chairs. Um, I think camp chairs are this is nice to have. A lot of places provide, like, a picnic table for you to sit at, but, um, these are top, typically, you know, like, the bag chairs or camp chairs. They're a lot more comfortable to sit at and sit in and stuff, so.
1: That's true. It's not always comfortable to try and turn around and sit at the picnic table while you're around the fire or something at night, and you have like the table of the picnic table like cutting into your back as you're sitting on the bench part, and and not very many people. I mean, you, you have to sit side by side, but you can't really sit around the fire like that. So.
0: Yeah, they're just there's nothing really convenient side of them and stuff. Yeah, um,
1: and they fold up small like the bag chairs.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah.
1: Um,
0: I got um lighter and matches and. Well, if lighter and matches. I I would recommend bringing both. Um, one is your lighter could break or whatever the fuel doesn't. You run out of fuel, you can't use the lighter, and then vice versa. Your matches could get wet or whatever. You just need. I like to have a backup option for that that item. The yeah,
1: because if it, if you're camping, you've got to be able to have a fire. Like, I feel like that's that's like a necessity of camping.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a hammock, I like throwing it. A hammock is an extra. It's not like a necessity, but it's just a nice thing to take a nap in the afternoon or whatever. Um, I just love a hammock.
1: So. It, it depends where you're from, maybe how you pronounce it. Because I always heard of it as hammock, and he got a hammock. And I was like, we don't want the same thing when he first started talking about it. So, Yeah.
0: <laughs> when, and I think you mentioned on an earlier podcast is you recommend buying a hammock that has hammock hammock, whatever (laughs) um that has uh it's rated for two people right Yeah,
1: yeah i would definitely suggest getting the double just because it's roomier and it's nice and you have more to wrap around you if you need to like block the sun or wind or you just want privacy and want to cover your face while you sleep
0: so the next item i got after the hammock is um eating items or eating utensil type of things. So, like, I have, like, a list of a few different ones. Um, paper plates, bowls, plastic, silverware, um, and paper towel is what I put on there. Or be kind of like the big, I guess, big ones. A lot of times we would also bring, like, a big, like, serving spoon or a ladle, like maybe, like you'd do for, like, soups or things like that.
1: Mm-hmm. um I always try to want to make sure i bring aluminum foil too uh,
0: Aluminum foil. good so right um, there first i think it's the first one you've added something <laughs> to it so
1: yeah that one um is a definite oh my goodness our puppy dog right now looking out the window so we have all the snow still and Mitch had shoveled it away from the back door and he's like jumping on this big pile and digging because he loves to dig and so now he has like this unlimited supply of snow in this pile he can dig in mm. <laughs>
0: I can't see him from
1: here. Oh, it's cute. Oh, okay, sorry. You were talking about what to take. Uh, um. Yeah, and then you said <laughs> aluminum foil, and then we yeah.
0: sidetracked on the dog. Um, <laughs> so also, I just thought of something else: um, plastic baggies. We like to take plastic baggies to um, use and stuff. So,
1: yeah, it's nice to put leftovers into it. If you, um, you think from one meal to the next, you might eat them. Cause when you're camping, you don't really want to have a lot of leftovers per se, but sometimes like, you know, if you have something for lunch, then it, it's like, wow, oh, we have a bunch of this leftover and we can keep it for dinner or something.
0: Especially if it's something really good. Like we've done mm. some meatballs before and stuff like uh, that. Yeah. you're like, mm. you don't want to throw meatballs out. Right. Yeah. So, um, the next thing is I have just some paper for like some fire starter, um, And that's just we take newspaper we get like a local town type paper um and that makes it easy easy thing to just throw you know throw two or three of those in there and you got them for the week or whatever so Mm -hmm. um the next one is um so kind of on that fire idea is wood um that's a little bit sketchy right now too i mean I, yes, you can take wood if it's certified and all those different things. Um, that's a big movement right now is to make sure you don't transfer bugs. Um, uh, especially like the emerald ash borer, um, thing and they have killed a lot of ash trees, just, just mm-hmm. FYI. So, yeah. um, just, I think be courteous and just, I don't know, it is kind of when I think back to the being responsible for nature and don't, don't move wood, I guess is, or whatever, so, mm-hmm. and you can, and it is more expensive, I understand, to buy it, like, at a, at the park, or at a vendor that's, um, certified for it, but it's worth it, um, to have, have trees, and good trees for future, too, children, and everything, so, I guess that's my, whatever, public statement of the day, <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: um, I mean, technically, you can get tickets for, and, things for moving taking wood from one place to another and i mean when i did work on the dnr they never did so but um you theoretically i think it's on the book so you can get tickets so hmm. just fyi um
1: i would say with the taking taking the fire star taking the matches and lighter and that kind of thing and taking the wood also take someone who's good at starting a fire <laughs>
0: that can help. And a lot of people do take, um, we typically don't, but it's some sort of like lighter fluid type item to use. A lot of times you see like the stuff that you, the fluid they use for like starting charcoal grills and stuff. Um, but yeah, we don't typically do It's just an extra cost and more money, I guess, and everything. And then with cooking over a fire, um, you want to bring you some of the bigger utensils. I was thinking like a roasting, like roasting fork, roasting sticks for like marshmallows and hot dogs if you're doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, like we've done the, what they call the pudgy pies, the little makers that make those little sandwiches that you can put, you know, like peanut butter ones. And I, I know people do, pie filling and even i heard pizza filling like pizza topping filling and those stuff. things
1: are super cool yeah
0: so i mean those those are fun things especially those are fun things especially i think with littler people mm-hmm. um they get excited about eating the yummies <laughs> and stuff um,
1: yeah and if you don't know what we're talking about it's like it's um it's almost like a little black box that like a sandwich would go in like a piece of bread or something um that opens up and it's like um kind of like i guess what you call it cast iron on both sides a lot of times mm-hmm. and it just has room to fit basically a sandwich inside and it heats it up and kind of grills it per se
0: yeah and i think they make them doubles um two two sandwich oh yeah. yeah um but those are that's a good it's a good purchase too um if you it's extra but it's a good purchase so um and i think um, this is kind of being prepared from last week but is to know where you're going because in michigan a lot of the state parks they don't have um grates to go over the fire and mom and dad had bought the um a grate that you could swing over the fire and stuff Mm -hmm. Um, and just know where you're going and what you're doing you may want to have have that um so you can cook over the fire and have like a grate that's over the fire to cook
1: and if you don't you may end up finding or buying a cheap like oven rack and using that to put over top of. yeah
0: <laughs> actually that one the mo- one mom and dad have i'm mm-hmm. pretty sure it's from when they went to michigan and they didn't have anything to cook over the fire with mm-hmm. and they went and made a trip a special trip to walmart and got that um mm-hmm. cooking rack for over the fire stuff i could see that and everything um so yeah just those those are kind of like those bigger utensils i guess um for cooking or using around the fire um then this is kind of what's do let's skip that one i am going to skip a couple here that i got on my list i, I just kind of put them in the order that i thought of them so the next one I, this is actually maybe one of the most important actually is a first aid kit um mm, yeah and so, you know, just a basic first aid kick with, you know, Neosporin and Band-Aids and... Um gauze patches and ice packs or whatever in them so
1: i would suggest having a good kind of tape too because a lot of times like if you get blisters or something um or if you cut your hand or something like that there are a lot of places that band-aids don't stay on well and things and so you need to be able to tape around or like around ankle heel stuff like that
0: and you're talking more like an athletic type tape
1: um yeah if you can like um we used to call it stretchy tape um but basically it's Tape that's stretchier so that way it could go on those bins. Mm-hmm,
0: yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then I have um, tools. So I always, this is one thing I do no matter what, but is just to have like a basic tool set. Um, I know um, a lot of people like to use multi tools and they do have, you know, like the screwdriver, the knife, different those different things, the pliers on them, but they're not, easy. in my opinion, a multi-tool is not as easy to work with as an actual screwdriver, actual, you know, pliers, and I always love to just throw in a small toolbox with, um, in your vehicle, I mean, this is something you should just put in your vehicle anyways, I feel like, but, you know, with a basic socket set, basic wrench set, you know, your flat and Phillips screwdrivers and a couple um, pliers and stuff, and I think that's just a good thing to have, you never know what might break down from your tent to your car so it's just a good all-around thing to have.
1: Yeah, my dad was a tool guy and so he always said that we should have a a toolbox on our vehicle too along with like emergency stuff and whatnot. But
0: Yeah, but mm-hmm. um Then, um, this is actually, I I put this down here, it's a trash bag, which that might even go up more with the cooking stuff, but you need some trash bags so you can throw your trash away and take them to the dumpster or whatever.
1: And dirty clothes.
0: Dirty clothes that can double (laughs) as a dirty clothes bag. Um, Yeah, that's a good point.
1: Or it can double as, you know, if you're picking up really gross stuff or there's messes and things like that. You can use it to stick your hand in and use.
0: Um, and I've seen where, you know, if you forget a raincoat or something like that, you can double as a poncho, um. Mm -hmm. Just there's probably a, a lot more things that can double as, but yeah, you need a trash bag. It's just it's a good good thing to have to take care of the environment, get your trash put away where they need to be. Um, then I have I have duct tape on there, which that's kind of uh, toolish. It's just a good thing you can. <laughs> do all kinds of things with duct, duct I tape. I saw
1: this really funny joke, and it was said um, something along the lines of, you know, duct tape can be used for everything, or you can use duct tape for anything, except toilet paper. Never replace toilet paper with duct tape.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> that just made me laugh when I saw that. That's
0: actually a good segue <laughs> into some of the other ones I got here, just like your toiletry items. So, mm-hmm. your soap, toothpaste, um, toothbrush, deodorant, uh, what other, whatever uh, hygiene products do you think you need
1: shampoo razor yeah Yeah. so Mm -hmm.
0: um you can just check those i guess i just had them as personal items i don't everybody's a little bit different so i guess it's a little bit on you as your own person but um
1: right in this case state park you don't need to worry about taking your own toilet paper and stuff like that so
0: right yeah but it's always well if you're hiking though
2: (laughs) you may want to just throw a roll in
1: (laughs) we don't need to go into some of that yeah just it's just a good idea you know like somebody in your group take a backpack with you and you know throw in snacks water bottles and just a roll of toilet paper because you just never know
0: yeah you <laughs> never know when urge calls <laughs> um <laughs> then i have a flashlights i like flashlights or headlamps mm-hmm. um I'm, i like headlamps headlamps yeah. yeah i think we both have decided forget flashlights so if you're actually going to make a purchase do not buy a flashlight from our standpoint and it's pretty obvious the reason why is you have your hands free to do whatever activity you need to do um with the light still being on your head so Mm -hmm. um and they're
1: just as easy to hang from the middle of your tent as a regular flashlight with a string on it would be so
0: yeah so Mm -hmm. it's just they're just eat better all around um and i would make a recommendation too is when you're purchasing flashlights or any like uh, electric um, battery supply power supplied items try to buy them all with the same to take the same battery size Uh, then you don't have to worry about having oh do i have double a's and triple a's and d batteries and have to take them backups because i would when you're doing going using your flashlights and going on a camping trip i always take an extra pack of spare batteries for um our flashlights and stuff and if you can keep them all the same then your spares can all be the same and just simplify that whole process
1: so mm-hmm yeah i agree definitely definitely good to make sure you have plenty of extra batteries with you and and if maybe you're like oh no i don't have any extra batteries but maybe you have a couple extra headlamps or thing or flashlights or things like that bring those then as backups
0: Mm -hmm. yeah um on the next list i have a cooler or two um and I, I like how I mean, a couple coolers can be. It depends on how long you're staying and everything, and then how much like if you're bringing extra drinks like Gatorades and pops and things like that, then you may have a drink cooler and a food cooler. Um, that's just is a good one. Uh, you got any mm-hmm. thoughts or opinions on that?
1: Uh, no, I'm probably just go with more with the food stuff that we talk about next time with packing a cooler.
0: So. Yeah. Uh, I would recommend if you can get them. We got one cooler and it ha- doesn't have a drain plug on it.
1: Ugh! Yeah.
0: And so it's a pain to drain the water off because you kinda have to dump the cooler. Um, you don't. You kind of dump it with the lid cracked so you can get the water out it's mm. just it's just a little tricky so
1: when it comes to taking coolers one thing i would suggest is adding in a small cooler that you can take with you if you're going either out on a hike or if you're somewhere you're going to the beach for the day um is to bring a smaller cooler that you can travel with as you walk around
0: mm-hmm. and not a lot of times those are better if they're like a material type mm-hmm. cooler yeah like you can smash down or whatever so yeah true i have a pocket knife and i feel like that's just a duh one um <laughs> but and i'm assuming a lot of people that who are going to go camping probably just put a pocket knife in their pocket anyways but just it's always good to have a pocket knife you never know what you might need it for um
1: yeah there are tons of different uses for knives so i mean that would take forever and everything you could use a pocket knife for
0: <laughs> yeah um i have a grill i put a grill we didn't we don't typically take grill but last summer we took a grill um when we went camping um and we did burgers one night, hamburgers on it, and we did a, another like skillet meal oh, on it. Oh
1: yeah, that was fun. Yeah.
0: So it's definitely one of those like if you're going to your local state park type.
1: Yeah, things. it's but, like a luxury type thing for sure. But
0: it's it's something. I mean, you got to take your fuel for it, your LP tank or whatever. Uh,
1: and you're talking like big grill, like our yep. back porch. Like you would grill on yeah. your back,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Back
1: porch. And I remember we actually. Um, It was really nice to use that, though, because it had, you know, like the hood, the lid and everything. And we used it when it was raining. Um, And it was dinner time, but it was going to rain for a couple hours. And like, well, how are we supposed to cook our food? Um, And so because there was no trees around, there weren't any trees around to be able to hang a tarp over top of the fire pit area. Um, And that was at the local park where, you know, they had this specified fire pit for you to use. So we ended up using the grill then for dinner. And that actually worked out really nice. Yeah. Hmm. yeah i forgot about that
0: mm-hmm. and just, again like another luxury type item um this is kind of one thing i did uh i didn't forget i guess i have it written down right here it's just cleaning items such as like soap to wash your pot and pans and stuff like that out um just wash your hands or whatever that's just and then also with that would be like a washcloth or something or paper towel you can use the paper towel for that but
1: and i always like take by bi- baby wipes they can be used for about anything
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's another one I didn't write down. Um, (laughs) And then my last item I got on here is actually a water cooler, um, or like a you know kind of like a Gatorade cooler you see like at football games or whatever. Um, I think that's great because a lot of times there's like a local water spigot and you need to get water there and bring it back to your site. So then you can have five gallons or two gallons or whatever, however big a cooler you got at a time, and you don't have to like only have water bottles at your campsite. So it's just convenience again. So
1: yeah. Like if you have to go brush your teeth or something, you don't have to walk all the way down there. And then all the way back at nighttime, you can just use some water from your cooler.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything that, I mean, I, I re- we went through those and stuff. Is there any um, thing that you can think of? Um,
1: I think, um, and this is more person by person, but thinking about what to wear for where you're at, um, wait, wait 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 wait. Oh no.
0: Pa- pause pause I'll Talk more gear items. We're gonna go. We're gonna have a little segment oh, okay. here of clothing. So, th- this is more like the actual like gear type okay. items.
1: So this may be more along with the first aid kit then. Um, is taking bug spray.
0: hmm Oh um, yes.
1: Um, bug spray and sunscreen. Um, sunscreen isn't as high on the list for me as bug spray, just because um, I hate mosquitoes. They they do not get along with me very well. We have, we go round and round. So I would definitely take plenty of bug spray. Um, that's something that it doesn't matter where we're going, how much hiking you have to do. I always take it, and even if I have to carry it in my hand the whole time, <laughs> I'll take bug spray.
0: One thing we bumped into, or didn't bump into, but we purchased in the last. It's been two years ago now. Is a thermos uh,
2: Oh yeah.
0: So it's a nice. it's a little basically like a hand unit type item and you has a little fuel canister that goes in the bottom of it and then it has a little like cloth patch that you actually it heats up and it gives off odor kind of it reminds me of like a um kind of like those candles you light for bug or Mm -hmm. bugs like Mm -hmm. on your back deck um and everything but it's something that you can just like stick in your back pocket or your on your backpack and it seemed to really work for us um
1: that's true and it depends on you know how bad it bothers you or not like if it's if the you know mosquito bites and flies and bugs and things like that don't bother you as much then uh, then i wouldn't i wouldn't suggest necessarily maybe spending the money on the thermocell. but for us it was huge i know when we were um we were hunting one time and I, there was these mosquitoes, I could just hear them, and they were all around, and then they'd, you know, bite you on the forehead, and I'm like, oh my goodness, this is ridiculous, and so I turned that thing on, and within just a couple of minutes, I was looking and watching the mosquitoes, and I would see them, and I'm like, oh no, here comes another one, and then all of a sudden, it just turned around and went the other way, like, it was like one of those commercials or something, where there's like this, this bubble around you, so I decided to test it out, so I turned it off, and within just a couple of minutes, I, you know, can see them flying around, and sure enough, then I start getting bit again, so I was like okay it's worth it this thing works
0: (laughs) yeah and after you actually get the unit itself that's not i mean it is a little more money than bug spray but right it's it is fairly inexpensive or whatever it's cheap enough that we buy it so (laughs) yeah but the thing i like about it besides bug spray bug spray you get oily and greasy and just feel disgusting and you smell like it the whole time yeah i don't like i just hate bugs actually i'd rather get bit a little bit than have bug spray on um
1: I just accept that I'm gonna stink, but at least I'm not gonna get a bunch of bug bites.
0: Yeah, that's a good one that we I didn't put down. So,
1: well, they don't bother you quite as bad as they bother me.
0: Yeah, and so the this is more the gear side of things. We're gonna here in a minute. We're just gonna talk about clothing, um, but the gear side of things. And remember too, this is just camping. So if you're gonna go fishing or hunting or whatever on top of this. you would need to take those items too so just make sure you note that or whatever so and there's many other things Um, before we get into the clothes side of things um now i want to finish up let's do clothes and then i'm gonna i'm gonna at the end here i went online and got a online camping packing list and i'm just gonna read through real quick and see if there's anything that's different or whatever than what i had put down this week so
1: interesting okay
0: um so clothing i didn't i just wrote clothing i didn't even put bullet (laughs) points because it's so difficult and it's so dependent on who you are i mean just between me and kelsey like if it's a 45 degree day i'm going to dress different than kelsey's going to dress oh yeah um and so then you need um you need different things for that um so is one thing is you need to know yourself and know yourself within the conditions um to pack for your trip so you need to know the forecast and you need to know how you need to pack for that forecast
1: and not just knowing the forecast though because I would hear numbers and it didn't really make sense with me as to what that felt like so I would highly suggest before the trip paying attention to what some of the temperatures are and then knowing okay so for me does that mean I I need a sweatshirt outside or not um because I could hear numbers. I'm like, okay, great, but I didn't really put together. Okay, for me, that means that I need a sweatshirt, or I just, I just need a long sleeve shirt, or wow, that's gonna be really hot. I need to make sure I bring cool stuff, um, maybe on the hot end of things. I was more familiar and aware, but when I got to cold items, I wasn't really sure. At what degrees do I usually wear a sweatshirt outside or switch from t-shirt to long sleeve? So that's something I definitely suggest, like Mitch was saying, know yourself, know yourself in the context of the temperatures as well.
0: Actually, I think the way to learn yourself the best um, is to go hunting because you're (laughs) out there in a variety, especially, you know, you think about if you're out there from October to December, you're going to probably get most weather temperature extremes and all that and you get to you get to try it out yourself and find out where you get cold and where you don't get cold so
1: (laughs) yeah especially since you stay out for a long time too
0: (laughs) yep um so i guess just a basic things like you think about um is you i don't like to pack too many things too um i mean because it is bulky and extra a bunch of extra stuff and you're going to be i just i don't like to pack a bunch of stuff so i always like to throw in like a t-shirt a couple t-shirts a couple maybe a one long sleeve if it's just like an average fall weekend a sweatshirt um i always like to throw in like a rain jacket or a light jacket um and then uh, long johns is another big thing i like to throw in and um sweat pants sweatpants, sweatpants is another one and a couple pairs of jeans is typically what i go with actual clothes and socks i like to have like a wool pair of socks or a, um, a cold weather pair of socks and then a couple just lighter normal like athletic socks is what i'll throw in um, always wear a ball cap um, and always recommend putting a sock cap in there or something like that head covering because
2: um, mm-hmm.
1: it can range definitely from during the day then to in the evening because like during the day i would wear regular socks with my tennis shoes as we're hiking and things like that but like mitch was saying at night i would have different fuzzy socks and warm socks that i knew to wear to bed then Um, because a lot of times it gets cooler at night Mm -hmm. So yeah and if you're like me um, and you enjoy taking lots of pictures of scenery and stuff and then um, taking pictures with other people and things um, you may lean a little less towards the packing minimal clothing options um because you may want to be in a different outfit each day so that way you're not in the wearing the same shirt for every single picture the entire week i feel
0: like i'm getting bashed on right now
1: (laughs) i'm i'm not saying it's not a bad it's not a bad thing um it's just if that's what you what bothers you or you don't want to be in the same thing um all the time uh yeah. Cause you can, you can put deodorant on and cover up smell, especially if it's cool out and you're not sweating alike. That's not a big deal necessarily when you're camping. Um, camping is like a different set of, um, hygiene code. I feel like, um, as long as you don't smell and you're not putting off an odor, I think it's fine. Um, and you can wear semi-dirty clothes <laughs> multiple times. I feel like, but definitely if you're if you're end up taking pictures and stuff and you know there's gonna be some scenery and things that you want to take pictures in front of or or with somebody, then yeah, or just take multiple different sweatshirts maybe um if it's cooler weather then you can put a different sweatshirt on,
0: <laughs> yep, that's what you can do, I guess so. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. just how yeah.
1: different minds think you know mm-hmm.
0: yeah, <laughs> definitely um, yeah, and then I mean I, I think we we'll always like to take a and this maybe a little. More personal, but take a a new pair of underwear for every day. Um,
1: (laughs) Yes, please do. Uh, Regardless of how many times you change your shirt, always change your underwear every day. (laughs) Yep. So. (laughs) That's that's one of those lines of hygiene that doesn't change.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then I think shoes. I think that's another big one. Yes. Um, I... Longest time, and growing up, we always took like a couple pairs of tennis shoes, and that was my, our main shoes for the week. And I think shooting shoes are just fine if that's what you got and that's what you can afford or whatever. Um, is having like two or three sets of tennis shoes, but I have grown more and more fond of hiking boots, um, in the last five years. And and I, when I say hiking, I'm talking about hiking boots, I'm not talking about work boots or whatever, because hiking boots are like basically tennis shoes that are waterproof and durable and more supportive, more supportive and stuff. Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah, that was something that actually, when we went out to Colorado, we stayed at a state park and stuff. So, you know, this list we're giving you was a lot of the things we packed and I didn't have any hiking, hiking shoes or hiking boots. I didn't like the way they looked per se. And I thought, well, my tennis shoes are just as good. And if I want to, if I'm going somewhere, I'm going to get into water or something. Then I, um, I have a pair of, um, Oh, Chacos? Yeah, chaco. I'm like, it's been so long since I've worn them. It's wintertime. Um, I couldn't remember what they were called. I have a pair of chacos that I would wear, you know, if there was a chance we were going to get into some water and stuff when we were hiking. But um, but otherwise, I would just wear tennis shoes. Well, in Colorado, we went through a lot of places that there were lots of rocks and things. And I've never had an issue with rolling my ankles or twisting an ankle, which is good because there were multiple times that I'd my foot would slip on a rock or something. And I'm like, oh, That could have hurt really bad if you know like my ankles were weak or whatever and so i actually after that trip when we came back i went ahead and um buckled down and bought some hiking boots that look a lot like tennis shoes if you have your shoes pulled down over or your not shoes if you have your pants pulled down over top of them um but if you pull your pants up you can see that they come a little higher up the ankle and that support would have been very good to have whenever we were hiking on rocks and stuff um in colorado
0: yeah and I think um, hiking shoes are a good investment. They will last a while, and everything. So I mean, you can get you can pick up um, hiking shoes for a hundred. I mean, you can get them from less than a hundred dollars, but mm-hmm. like, you can get into some nice nice brands for like Keens for like a hundred and fifty dollars, and it's I think it's worth it. I, they're just. Really nice. So
1: well, and like mine, I don't wear them a ton, and so I'm not gonna wear them out anytime soon, for sure.
0: Mm -hmm, Yeah, and I I will. I had a pair that I wore like every day for work, and I got right about a year out of it. And when I said I wore them, I basically wore them six days a week, Mm -hmm. and I would wear them, you know, as soon as I put a pair of shoes on, not in the morning until the evening, and um, they lasted about a year, and. I, that's I think that's a lot of wear and tear, and I'm like mm-hmm. I didn't just wear them, like to the office or whatever they were this is outside doing physical labor, you know, walking through the grass and rocks, and
1: you're hard, you hard on shoes,
0: yeah, <laughs> and I'm hard on shoes that that is a good mm-hmm. point um my I wear shoes out a lot faster than the average person, so I guess I thought that I was pretty impressed with them, and their the comfortability was amazing. they were a lot it was like wearing a tennis shoe, so mm-hmm. yeah definitely recommend buying or looking into a hiking a pair of hiking shoes so so that covers kind of the basics for the all the gear stuff um is there anything else that you want to mention before i get into the list of like um what i read on i find online i found the list i found online
1: i can't think of anything off the top of my head but i'm sure whenever you start to read the list online there may be something that I'm like oh yeah that's a good idea we pack that too i don't know we'll see
0: yeah, so this is, it's just, I just Googled it, it comes up with like a picture, and um, I am just going to read down through here and see what they got for us. Um, so they start, so they broke it up into four categories, no, actually they have five categories here, um, and I'll just, this one they call camping equipment, um, a tent, tarp, ground cloth, um, steaks, sleeping bags, a mattress or pad, um, chairs. They have flashlight um, or a lantern, which that's a different one. Mm-hmm. Um, they have like lantern style flashlights, but the Yuga take an actual, whatever, lantern. I We've never done that. It just seems like it'd be...
1: Yeah, you could. We just end up hanging our um, our headlamps and stuff in the tent whenever you'd, you'd use a lantern. Or I guess if um, something we want to use a lantern outside, like on the picnic table in the evening. But we end up usually just building a big enough fire that we have enough light.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, they got a grill and a stove, um, propane and charcoal, I guess, depending on your grill situation or stove situation. Um, matches and lighter, pots and pans, cooking utensils, pocket knife, rope, hatchet slash saw um so we got it we pretty much covered everything there i think that they had so yeah um probably lantern was the only one um i'm gonna read this one just no i'm gonna i'm gonna come back to this one um so then clothing um they have t-shirts sweatshirts um shorts we didn't really cover shorts um and you if it's warm summertime it's kind of a no-brainer you want to pack shorts and stuff so
1: right same thing if you're going somewhere with the beach and stuff and you want to swim swimsuit so
0: yep um socks pants um undergarments pajamas um we didn't say pajamas i don't really wear pajamas i mean i just wear like the sweatpants or a sh- pair of shorts or comfy
1: clothes yoga yeah yoga pants and yeah comfy shirt
0: um it says sneakers hiking boots shower shoes and um and that
1: depends on your opinion of the hygiene of the bathroom you're using and stuff maybe
0: yeah um and we did that some as kids so we would wear like sandals or something like flip flops type things into mm-hmm. the bathroom and that probably is good you don't want it's get, probably a good idea yeah get a weird disease from the bathroom uh raincoat swimsuit flip flops hat sunglasses backpack Mm, sunglasses yeah yeah those and then backpack that was another one we didn't put in there
1: oh i just mentioned putting stuff in a backpack yeah (laughs) but i didn't put on my list that's
0: actually a really good item that we kind of skipped over so Mm -hmm.
1: we always end up taking one though yeah Do something about
0: it um dirty laundry bag which we use a trash bag for that um personal hygiene items uh they got soap and shampoo conditioner guess i didn't think about conditioner but i never (laughs) use conditioner anyway so yeah um toothbrush toothpaste deodorant uh glasses and contact solution if you wear contacts i don't i didn't think about contacts or contact solution or anything like glasses i know
1: because you have great vision yeah
0: so (laughs) that's a good example of personal items that you need to know yourself on i guess so um q-tips that's a different one i've never seen heard of q-tips
1: I wouldn't. I don't use those on a regular basis, so I wouldn't take those.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Um, a hairbrush or comb. Again, you might, Kels.
1: I would. Yeah, I would take my comb.
0: I would not. Um, towels. That's maybe one we didn't really. You'd say it was towels.
1: Yeah, which at a state campground, I mean, you would still need your own towels. So yeah, that's that's good because it's rough whenever you forget your towels and you're in the bathroom. <laughs> so I drip dry. I use clothes to dry off. What? Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough situation. Um,
0: washcloth. Um, it has toilet paper, which but if you're at a state park, you wouldn't need toilet paper per se bug spray sunscreen we cover the medication um yeah that's definitely need to take your medication if you take medication and it has money on here
1: <laughs> money's good
0: yeah and then you got your money um you a first aid kit a phone charger that's one thing we didn't say but a lot of times we oh, leave our yes. phone chargers in the vehicle um so that's not like it's always there in our Car, so and
1: if you're at a campsite that has electric, and then you can bring one to plug in, and you could even put it there um, next to your bed as you're sleeping and things like that in your tent, if yep. You could run extension cord or something, yep.
0: You have to add an extension cord. This uh, next one is it says uh, kitchen/slash food, so I'm gonna run through it. Um, some of these things we'll definitely cover next week, um, right? So, here we go: it says dishes, some paper plates, utensils. Cup, mugs, paper towel, breakfast items, which we're going to talk about that type of stuff next week. Sandwich slash lunch items, dinner, snacks, s'more supplies, beverages, water, coffee, salt, pepper, spices, butter, cooking, spray, cutting board, um, dish soap and sponge, garbage bag, cooler and ice. Oh, and the ice, that's a good one. They mentioned ice. I mean, that's kind of a, yeah, you need ice to keep your stuff cool. But, um, if you have an ice maker at your house, you can totally collect ice from your ice maker, put it in your, like a deep freeze or whatever, and you don't have to go buy a bag of ice. Just, uh,
1: right. Just put it in the big gallon Ziploc baggie. So that way it doesn't, um, leak out ever.
0: Yep. So, okay. I think that kind of wraps it up. That's and just remember everyone that's this is a camping list that's for just you're going to your average state park weekend type trip or a week trip and um... and this is just what we would recommend what we would pack Um there's definitely things that you could add to this list or take away from this list so it's just i guess food for thought to what where to start with this so
1: and I'm sure things will get added um, as you add children to your packing list.
0: <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I think we're going to, here in a few months, we'll probably have a baby packing list. <laughs> a
1: revised version. So. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, well, um, I'm going to wrap that up. Kelsey, where can they find you?
1: Um, I am on Instagram and on Facebook, both. Slatter.
0: And you can find me, Mitch... Slaughter on um, facebook and you can find the outdoor family podcast on instagram and facebook and remember always stay anchored